whenever you're ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking, can-am soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how you doing, buddy? Oh, doing pretty good, Jeremy. How about yourself? Oh, I'm stoked, man. We got about four inches of snow overnight. It's spring. So- oh, yeah, that's right. You're <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. You know, I bought a new snowblower last year. Yeah, uh, you get to use it. Yeah, finally. Like, literally. So I, I bought... Snow. Yeah, it's just dumb. I don't know if it's the last one. Typically, March is actually a heavy snow month for us. Our winter is always... It gets cold early. But it doesn't seem like winter. Like, even in December, we had no snow, which is nice because, you know, we're always driving to the city taking packages and you don't have to worry about bad roads. But now, man, it's uh, it's sweet. It's hairy when you're driving and, it, oh, you got to worry about getting stuck. I love it. This is my kind of, this is my favorite weather. Love you know this what? stuff. Yeah. Winter, cold without snow, is like, what's the point? Yeah. It, it's like... Frosting without a cake. Yeah. That's right. It's completely out of place, doesn't belong. If you're going to be miserable and cold, particularly the temperatures you guys get, have snow. Yeah. So you can have that cruncher, cruncher, cruncher on your way to the car, you know. You can see stuff in it. Oh, that, and that sound, that yeah. crunch and that <laughs> as it squishes, <laughs> one of the best sounds in the world. It's like yeah. um, jet. Fuel fumes, you know, jet airplane fumes. Yeah. It's a smell. It's one of the best smells in the world. Crunchy <laughs> snow, one of the best sounds in the world. That's funny. Do you know what you know what smell my wife loves? Wet concrete. Like you go to a car wash, she loves the smell of wet concrete. <laughs> I kinda like Oh, it I too. thought you meant like wet as in you just poured concrete. I'm like, okay. No, no. It's no. the same smell as mud, but Yeah. Or if you're in the city, like you're in a downtown core on a hot day and it just downpours and you go outside and you just smell that, like the, oh, I kind of like that smell too. That and gasoline and cigarette smoke. All good smells in my book. <clears throat> oh my God. You just made me realize that you're down, you're in a downtown area on a brutally hot day and then you get a s- sun shower. Mm-hmm. And that steam that's coming up off the concrete <laughs> isn't just rain. I know. <laughs> it's animal urine. It's spit. It's human urine as well. No, oh, let's, not, let's not discount that, especially this day and age, man. <laughs> it's, oh, you go down, down Calgary right now. It is unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Like, like you, you, can't, you can't walk around downtown without seeing somebody just, just passed out or sleeping, like OD'd or something, like just high as a kite, just. Just trashed themselves, and they're just, oh, it's insane. How do you think a midget feels walking down? (laughs) They're just closer to the horrendous stuff. (laughs) Might smell good to you up there, but it burns my eyes down here. (laughs) Make them walk to the outside next to the gutter. (laughs) That's right. Just get out there, shorty. That's right. Oh, the car drives by, and the big splash will go right over his head (laughs) and get me. Yeah. Has he been doing anything exciting this week? Um, 
other than what I told you before we started, I've been doing some work on the, I had a awesome home network, um, like multimedia network in oh, uh, yeah. Maryland. But sometimes those things don't, you can't just pick up exactly what you had in one place and bring it to another because routers are different and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And our fiber optic here, they have a proprietary router. You have to use it, right? Mm, gotcha. And I'm like, eh. so I'm trying to make my home network work mm. here. Um, now that I got the big, the, that tiny TV down in the basement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the ultimate man caves coming along. Hey. Yeah. You know, I have to do a little bit here and a little bit there just because like I'm trying to clean out the garage. Uh, also, but I got to do it like move one box and take care of that one box. Yeah. And then see if I can go back out there and get another one. Cause, um, yeah, my back went out again. I mean, oh, man, yeah, I'm back just... to where I was before it went back in last year. That sucks. Yeah. You know what? It is what it is. Um, yeah. I've been dealing with it since 1992. So not like it's I mean, new. Yeah. It does suck, but, um, yeah. Anyway, so I'm not, I'm trying not to let it just put the brakes on everything. So if you got to do one box at a time, you got to do one box at a time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you'd be doing anyway. You just do it faster. Yeah. Well, you know, to sound like an annoying motivational speaker, the way to eat an elephant is just one bite at a time. (laughs) Well, you can eat an elephant if you want. I'm going to stick with a cow. (laughs) There you go. I I don't know why that one always bugged me. It's like the way to eat an elephant is one step at a time. It's like that's stupid. Why are you eating an elephant? Yeah, I mean, just, why? Yeah, you know, you could you could have said use the exact same analogy, but instead of an elephant, a thirty-two wow. ounce ribeye. Yeah, there you go. One kind it's of it's not a small feat, you, you know. Yeah, two pounds of um, <clears throat> partially cooked cow. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Dry aged mm, ribeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. You know, every once in a while, every once in a while, not all the time, you know, it's rare. In fact, if you don't pay attention, you could forget that Can Am Soup ever does it. But every once in a while, we pick on a YouTuber. Yeah. Right. Um, I got some YouTube picking too, but let's go where you're going. I wanted to go to Netflix today. Oh, okay. Netflix sucks compared to Netflix like 10 years ago. Yeah. Or six years ago. You know. Yeah. It's like they've gotten rid of everything manly and exciting, and it's just all woke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's disgusting. Woke flicks. Yeah. We. we, And they, they have the nerve to increase the prices. Did they? I didn't notice that yet. Oh, yeah. And then, then, oh, God, we went woke. Oh, we're losing all kinds of subscribers. We have to raise our rates. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. And the most exciting, mm-hmm. the most successful Netflix series of all time was just we buy something from South Korea and put it on Netflix. What was that? The Squid Games. I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. Dude, you got to watch Squid Games. Really? You can't watch it with the kids, but huh. only because of violence. 
it, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't have much of anything else, but it's violent. Oh, really? It's ultraviolet. Huh. But. Huh. It's, um, these, this group of ultra-rich sickos, high, you know, pay poor people to go play games, and they oh, get a okay. crap ton of money, right, at the end. Yeah. But, you know, 200 people start it. Only one person gets the money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> and it comes I... down to, you know, the the twist in it. I'm good at catching plots and twists, and I can write a show. My wife can tell you. I can tell you almost to the word what the next line will be in most movies. Mm. Uh, the new... Uh, Jack Reacher series on uh, Amazon. Okay. Amazing, by the way. They actually got a an actor who portrays the size and shape of Jack Reacher as written by Lee Child, not the little midget Tom Cruise, because um, mm. Jack Reacher is 6'5", in the book, mm. just saying. Uh, and Tom Cruise is, what, 5'5", five, five. but yeah, anyway. Good day. <laughs> anyway, um Almost all of the little stingers you get in an action movie where they're going to say something like, you know, you know, uh, like, oh, snap. You know, I can tell you almost to the word what it'll be. Anyway, Mm. on Squid Games, didn't get it. Mm. They hit it very well. Interesting. But once you, once they drop that plot twist on you, you're like, oh, man, how did I miss that? That's funny. But you will. You know, I can't handle like super like like uh, uh, what's that other show similar to? It's a movie series, uh, Hunger Games. Oh, I can't stand that. But I I don't know, man. Like I always portray whenever I see something, I always put it into real life and be like, so what it'd be like to live in this for real? And I'm like, oh man, that's bad. I can't watch. I don't know, like war movies, and if it's an actual like a reenactment or a telling of an actual you know, a battle or something. That's one thing. But when people make up violence, it bothers me. I'm like, uh, what, you know how this isn't meant to be there. Um, it's gory, like a horror movie, not ultra. You you can tell it's just over the top. Yeah. Yeah. So that, then that doesn't bother me. No, that doesn't either, but the plot would bother me. Um, you have an umbrella plot. And that's that. But in it, you have at least as many subplots as you have characters on the main team. Hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, because you get the backstory on some of them. Uh, Some of them have at least, there's at least two sets of them that have prior history before the games. Hmm. Uh, that play into it, and it's it. Let me put it to you this way: even though it's overdubbed English, it's better acting than anything in Hunger Games. Hmm. But, yeah, and I'm serious. There, one of the uh, anyway, I think it's worth a watch. But I mean, I'll try it. I'll try. That's it. my opinion. Yeah, you got to get past you... the at least the at least watch two episodes. Yeah, that's what I do with a show. Have you tried watching Yellowstone? No, I couldn't get past one. Now, I've been told by a buddy, a friend of mine, a buddy, it's a 
a woman that's older than me, but we used to work together. Um, she uh, she's a huge Yellowstone fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how? <laughs> I can't I can't do it. But she's like, no, you got to watch. You know, and and somebody else I know said, did you like Longmire? I said I love Longmire. You know how slow that started? And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, you got a point. No, I've never seen Longmire, but you know, I, I think we watched three episodes of Yellowstone. And I don't see anything good happening ever. <laughs> all, all, like, no, really. It's just, oh, they killed this person. They killed that person. Maybe I watched four episodes, and it's like, okay, this person's in trouble. This, and all I see is just this bad shit. And I'm like, you know what? This doesn't portray my real life. I, I don't know. I find <clears throat> some shows that focus on bad, 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 bad. I can't handle them. I'm just like, you know what? This is too much negative, like, too much bad shit. I, I just can't take it. Like, no, not not interested whatsoever. I don't know. Um I don't know. I become. I notice the older I get, uh, the more selective I become about what I watch, and I'm like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. There's enough enough crap. <laughs> if you look at what's going on in the world, like, oh man. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't see the show going anywhere. It's just this person this, and then this person killed themselves, and then this person, you know, when girls kidnapped and the back of a van and then they shot him and they went to bury him and next thing you know they're going they're surveying for oil and gas and they're going to dig up this grave and then he's in trouble and this i'm like oh brother shut up no nobody has this kind of problems no i don't know i, I think kind of look i don't, I don't know enough about the show to have made this determination but i did you know because i'm me um but i i just saw it as a modern twist on the old show dallas yeah i've never seen that yeah uh, it could very well be actually, but yeah, 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 yeah. that and if um, uh, I forgot his name now, but the main actor in the TV show, the famous guy, Kevin Costner, yeah, um, which is Latin for can't act, but <laughs> <laughs> in fact, one of the it wasn't a very well received movie, but I've only seen him actually act in one movie i mean he attempts to act in a lot of them but you know like that oscar winning uh role in water world yeah that was a one of the worst movies ever made yeah it was dumb (laughs) okay the original dune is better than water world the new dune is better than water world and it sucks hmm yeah, I don't know what that you know what that is. I I I watch so few movies and shows. Like I, it's weird because you'll be in like social things and people talk. Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen that? I'm like, well, even on this podcast, you know about actors and you know famous people. I'm like, don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've uh, I, I put out a video on. The interwebs on, uh, was it Friday, Saturday came out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people's feelers. <laughs> uh, how dare you? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. How dare you? Oh. Hey, I'm just reviewing their knife sharpener. I know. Well, yeah. Not their invasion tactics. Well, it's so, you know, it's so funny, like... A couple of things. First of all, they contacted me about this knife sharpener in August. 
And I was like, yeah, I'd be interested. And then they're like, okay, we'll set up a, a discount code and the account and stuff. I said, honestly, I don't really want that. I said, I'd rather, like, so Green Beetle, he was, he actually had an affiliate program. And I saw him, he was, yeah, blast his soul. Maybe he's, maybe, you know, maybe he really means it. Maybe, maybe he's not virtue signaling, but he, he donated uh, the proceeds that he earned from TS Prov to some Ukrainian charity that literally just started up, like in a couple of days. Um, but I said, no, I don't want an affiliate program. I just want to, I want your, every new sharpener you make, I want it because that's what I'm interested in. And that's the thing that people don't realize that I started out years ago, was a four or five years ago when I got my first one, just showing a product that was really interesting to me, right? Like pure motives behind what I was sharing. And then this is the fourth one I've reviewed for them. But now all of a sudden, you know, Vladimir Putin decides to control an army and go, well, they're fighting with Ukraine. Everybody thinks Ukraine's innocent. Like, come on, get your head out of your butt. Um, now, can I just, I want to inject something right here. Yeah. All right. What Green Beetle did is his own decision, okay? But doing that is the exact same as me donating all your knives to be auctioned off for charity because I don't agree with um, Justine. Mm -hmm. I'm just hurting a, a small a business owner yep. in a country where you don't agree with the national politics. Mm -hmm. That's it, it, it. No, that no doesn't do a thing. <laughs> it, like, and it's you're just hurting somebody, you know. Uh. No, I agree. You know, and it, and so here's the thing: people think that Ukrainians are are just some innocent little people, right? Um, and like their presence. Uh, okay, so their presence a pretty bad apple too. He shut down three national networks. He's jailed dozens of politicians that are still in jail that have ever opposed him on stuff. He reigns like a tyrant. I'm pretty sure and, they're not actually in jail. He's just saying they're in jail. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, three or and, four of them have never been heard from again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here's the other thing. Like, like people somehow think I'm a, uh, just an ignorant asshole and I'm like selling out. Okay, I, I told them before Christmas that I would make this video. And then I've had it, and it's like, okay, well, I, it's an obligation, right? If I'm going to be a man of integrity, um, I have to do what I say I'm going to do. And, and so I'm like, oh, i got to make this video. And so I get the sharpener, and I make the video, and then next thing you know, oh, crap. You know, I look at the news, and and I even asked Steph, I said, do you think I should release it? And I was like, I wonder if people are going to be, and like, I don't know. I don't think people should be too sensitive. And for the most part, they haven't. But the little snowflakes that have been triggered, man, they got triggered hard. And I blocked I don't know how many people. And, you know, somebody, people are like, one guy's from Canada is like, I, people are saying, oh, I, the almighty dollar is all that matters to you. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to pay a thing for this. Like, what I make on this is AdSense revenue. And so if this works out and if this video does well, I might be making five bucks an hour. So, yes, you're right. I, almighty dollar is all that matters to me. That's what speaks to my soul. Never mind the fact that I like sharpening knives. Like, go, you know. But... You know, my next door neighbor just moved from Ukraine a couple years ago, and we were talking about this thing uh, like a month ago. And he, one of his friends, is really high up in the police, like the national police. He's like second or third, 
And he's talking to him on the phone. He's like, yeah, we're going to go, <clears throat> we're going to go, well, he used very colorful language. Like, we're going to go F Russia up. And he goes, what you talking about, man? This is my neighbor. He goes, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go take it to Russia. We're going to, that Ukraine's been planning on fighting with Russia. And also, if you look at Ukraine for the last 10 years, there's always a conflict in Ukraine. They're always fighting something. Okay. They're not a peace loving people. <laughs> and they're being portrayed as like, just the victims here. I'm sorry. It's two bad characters that are fighting each other. You've got the bad one from Russia who everybody, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying Putin's justified. I'm not saying any of this is good or I support it. Like war is a terrible thing, but the media right now is making it look like, you know, Russia's just going in and just, just slaughtering an innocent country who doesn't deserve it. And not that any citizens of a country deserve to go through war. That's the worst thing on earth. But their, their president, prime minister, I don't know what they refer to him as. He's done some crazy stuff and he's a bad apple. And all this is is two bad apples. Just one of them's got a heck of a lot bigger army behind him, you know. But but the thing is too is like, okay, so if 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 you're gonna judge like like does that mean every single Russian wants to go to war? CCM, the hockey manufacturer, they dropped Alexander Ovechkin as one of their uh, personalities as a, spo a sponsored player or whatever because he's Russian. Like, are you freaking kidding me, you more? Do you think he's the one that's calling the shots? Do you think he's the one that says, okay, let's go and let's bomb this town? Like, man, if that's the case, you better boycott Canada because our prime minister is a black-faced racist, right? We better boycott the United States of America because they pulled out of Afghanistan in a way that killed a bunch of innocent people, right? Every American's a whore. And it's like, this company, they make knife sharpeners. They're, they don't make military equipment and it's a company and they come up with a product and they're trying to market it to the world. Okay. For all I know, they are absolutely dead set against it. The war. Most Russians are most citizens in a country don't want conflict and people don't realize that, you know, everybody thinks, Oh, all Russians are bad. Reminds me of, uh, uh, after nine 11, I remember I was working in Burbank and I actually drove to see this. I wanted to hear this spectacle when France wasn't going to join with the Allies, right, in the Middle East, I remember everybody got woke and they all got, <laughs> and uh, in Hollywood, they were having this demonstration and all the really nice restaurants took all their French wine and they dumped it into the gutters on the street. And I remember hearing this was going to happen. This is when everybody changed the name to Freedom Fries <laughs> instead of French Fries. Because that makes a real difference in the world. You're really doing good. But uh, we, I drove down the street and I saw all these people dumping this wine into the gutters. I drove, I, like I, I was driving through the wine. That wasn't a lot, but, you know, you get a little bit splashed up here and there. And I thought, you know what? How stupid these people are. First of all, France has already been paid in full for that wine. Second of all, now any wine from France left the United States, left here, is worth way more than it was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and thirdly, in a couple months, you're going to be buying French wine again. Like, you're literally not doing a damn thing, but, oh, no, I'm pouring French wine. That's the first, like, most retarded version of virtue signaling I've ever seen. And everybody commenting on this stuff is like, okay, here's the deal. You got to realize this, retards. Uh, Canada imports a boatload of oil from Russia. And right now in Parliament, they're trying to get Justine Trudy to stop importing it. But what people don't realize is that his family benefits from every imported oil into the country via some of the companies they own. He's making his family rich by importing oil. Why do you think he doesn't want to build a pipeline? Do you think he cares about the environment? Hell no. 
It's just so funny that people are like, eh, how dare you use a knife sharpener? It's like, dude, man, really? Uh, I, my response to everyone is like, you better not own a single piece of electronics that's made in China. Because if you do, you are supporting horrible, horrible human deeds. <laughs> China's been a lot worse than Russia in the last decade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, people are just, it reminds me of uh, the scripture. It says, don't worry about the... Uh, the sliver in your brother's eye while you've got a plank in your own. You know, everybody's just like, yeah, it's like, no, shut up, you moron. You buy clothing made with child labor? Chances are. Chances are, right? So if you're going to hold me to the standard that says I can't review a sharpener from a country that just happened to go into war with another country that's been fighting with them for, for like the last decade, if I can't do that, then you better not own an Apple product because those are made under the communist regime of China. Concentration camps killing thousands of Muslims. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know? Yeah, I learned uh, some things about uh, China this past week. They're going to take over Taiwan now. But I you know, can't share them on mm. the air, but... Mm. The... Uh, <clears throat> I've wanted one of those knife sharpeners, those TS Pro knife sharpeners, ever since I f- saw your first review years ago. Mm-hmm. I want one. I, I want one really bad. Yeah, it, it's bad. I'll send you and one. And I, but the way you have to order them seems so sketchy. It is. I can't do it. It is sketchy. And here's one thing, like I'm not tied to them financially and it's literally I have no obligations and I'll get people that will message me and be like, so what's your honest recommendation? Should I buy one? And I'll say, to tell you the truth, like between the Wicked Edge and the TS Prof, I only use my TS Prof. The Wicked Edge is nice, but just the using of it, it's not as efficient. I don't know. It somehow seems, it's not as, and it might just be a personal thing. But I said, I, I tell people all the time, I said, I've probably had a dozen people email me and said, listen, I've placed my order and haven't received it. And they just don't. And I know that, I, like, I've heard people say that, probably at least a dozen, maybe more. And so I'm like, listen, I've heard that you can place an order and you'll, you'll lose your money and you'll never get your order. That's what I've heard. But I have them. I have them in my possession. They're awesome. I really like them. I said, if you could ever find them through Amazon, and you can sometimes, because at least you can use that as a recourse. You know, through Amazon, yeah. you can get your money back. But I'll send you one, Todd. I got I got two of the same sharpener now. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send this sucker over. Hopefully, the uh, the Canadian, <laughs> the Russian knife sharpener. Oh, we got to get this guy. But he's yeah, a truck. Call it a Ukrainian knife sharpener. <laughs> That's right. They'll hand so, deliver it in white gloves. Yeah, they will with the free coffee and some donuts. But. Now, how how seriously? Let's take the invasion off the table, right? Mm-hmm. Just Ukraine. How seriously can you take a country whose president wears a T-shirt to a press conference and he used to be a stand-up comedian? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he's a midget. <laughs> Not quite that bad. Uh, well, you know, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's at least two foot shorter than everybody else on his cabinet. Yeah, yeah. He walks up and you, and they have to raise the cameras in the audience to get a down shot so you can see him past the podium. Yeah. <laughs> really? And, this yeah. is your, this is your president? Oh, yeah. Uh, this isn't an invasion. This is <laughs> playground bullying. Yeah, that's right. Maybe... 
Maybe Putin just wants to get a hold of you because you look like a little boy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, it's, uh, it's so weird. And you know what the funny thing is? Like, I, I've had a few, few people say, I know I know. me leaving this comment isn't much, but at least I'm doing something. <laughs> so, I'm like, so you actually think you're literally at the point where you think that arguing on the Internet is is doing something in the scheme of politics. I always just I responded to him. I said, you know what? When you look at a big problem with a small mind, nothing ever changes. <laughs> it's like, dude, you, you, no, do what? Like, it's the one thing. It's like, do I want this war to happen? No. I'd rather everybody just get along, but that will never, ever happen. It's called sin. The world is fallen, right? And it's cyclical. You know, I was, I was thinking about we were, we were kids were at youth group the other night, and we were driving around the city. We went to this home improvement store, picked up some stuff. And then I was like, ah, I wanted a motorbike magazine. So we went to a Chapters, which you would know as Barnes & Noble. Um, pretty much the same thing. And we go there. It's like 830, and they're closed. They close at 8 o'clock. And I, I remember talking to Steph, and it's right across. It's in the same parking lot as a as a movie theater that we used to go to. I said, do you remember the good old days when we could come out of a movie at 1030 at night and then stay in the coffee shop, you know, Starbucks, till like 11 o'clock at night? And I'm like, yeah. And I asked my wife, I said, do you think the good old days are gone? And I, I kind of feel sad, but. Forever. I don't know forever. Not for the, for this society forever. They'll, they'll re-spark in a different culture in a different part of the world, but. Every single society comes to an end. And, you know, we're in the, this Western culture, this North American society of, of freedom and, and uh, wealth. And, you know, it's been the wealthiest society, one of them, as far as widespread wealth, right? This capitalistic society has brought more people up out of poverty than any other system. Uh, we had the good old days, and I honestly don't know. I feel so sad for my kids, but I'm like... I don't know if those days will ever be back. It's kind of sad. It's like, man, it's, it used to, and all these buildings are all closed and the shops are gone. I'm like, this used to be a hustling and bustling place. You know, even pre pandemic, it was like 10 o'clock at night. You could still get a Starbucks and go grab a book. And then all of a sudden the government pays everybody to stay home. And now all of a sudden every Starbucks, I bet Canada's lost uh, three quarters of their Starbucks. And I don't care what people think about the company. Or I don't really care about that. I just like their dark roast coffee because I'm, you know. Gross. A crusty old, yeah, that You're too. Gross. Yeah, crusty old gross guy. <laughs> I like my coffee to kick me in the teeth harder than a mule will, but. Well, pro well, you, never mind. <laughs> never mind what? <laughs> I'm not talking. saying you because you know coffee. But it just reminds me of every other little top-knot weirdo that drinks their, their dark roast. Oh, I'm getting the caffeine hot. No, you're not. It has little to no caffeine in it after yeah. it's been roasted that long. Yeah. The longer it just tastes burnt yet, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. I get my soy milk, soy milk in there too, please. <laughs> Take a medium roast, you know, Uncle Henry's blend or whatever it used to be. And yeah. From Seattle's Best, which is now owned by Starbucks. Yeah. I don't Anywho. know what they, yeah. No, 100%. Most people think the darker the roast, uh, oh, wow. Oh, it's got so much caffeine. It's like, nope. The roasting process actually removes the caffeine <laughs> from it. You get a blonde roast? Like, you can see those. Have you heard, seen the blonde stuff? Oh, yeah. That stuff's good stuff, man. That's got a nice flavor. It's not strong. Like, it's, it's it reminds me a, of. 
if you made coffee in a tea bag, like kind of that weak, yeah. you know? Well, I had a barista make um, uh, uh, what the, the word latte. A who? A latte? No, the little the little tiny Italian cups. Espresso. Espresso from a blonde roast. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, my God. I bet that'd be good. So much caffeine, it hurts your stomach. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> Hopped up on goofers. <laughs> you're just like. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't taste like motor oil, like, you know, yeah. normal espresso. Yeah. Yeah, I found a coffee that you can get at Costco. It's called Lush. And um, I would say it's a medium roast. Uh, but it is so good. And I use that for, like, I everything I drink is like espresso based. So. I have lattes in the morning, and then when I have a coffee during the day, I, you know, espresso, then hot water to make an Americano. Oh, man, I love this stuff. It's even to the point where I haven't even roasted my own coffee for months. I thought about that the other day. I was moving some stuff around the storage room, making some room for food, and I'm like, oh, there's my coffee roaster. I got to fire this sucker up. But, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. But I like, I like, I don't mind. I don't know what it is about a certain Starbucks. I can't have the Pike's Place, but, yep. Good times are all gone, hey? Who knows? Well, if I go to a fast food joint or I look for fast food joint coffee on the grocery store shelves, you know who I go for. Who's that? Canadian's best. Tim Hortons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they lace that stuff with cocaine, I'm convinced. (laughs) Because it's not... I don't know why I love Tim Hortons coffee so much because it's not... Probably just because it's consistency. It's exactly it it's just hundred percent consistent. Time. Yeah, it's not. It's <clears throat> good coffee. It's not great. Yeah, exactly. It, but it's good. It's consistent, and that's always the problem. Yeah. You know? There was another coffee I used to get that um, Javalia back when it was you get you had to subscribe to it to get it mm. in the late nineties. It is. It was phenomenal coffee, not anymore. Hmm. It was, it was like a, 100% consistent. It was like Swedish or something, Danish, it, you just one of those. buy the grounds, like you buy the coffee, make it yourself? It was uh, either or. What I would get back then, because I'd also take it to work, was it's uh, vacuum sealed, already ground. Okay, yep. Yeah, and then for them to not even get the roasting and the grinding consistent would be kind of sucky. The, the thing about Tim Hortons that's amazing, too, is that it doesn't matter where you go. I mean, not that I've traveled across Canada, uh, but you can go on a road trip and you can hit five Tim Hortons throughout the day and the coffee will be the same at every single one. And that's what I find impressive. It doesn't matter which part of the city you are, which Tim Hortons you go to, you order a, a large black coffee and it's going to taste just like the last hundred large black coffees you've had. And that's what, oh, man, I, I just want to drive Tim Hortons right now, man. <laughs> I, need, I need my Timmy's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here drinking Tim Hortons, so yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I had my coffee. I've got, like, a bottle of water with me, which isn't cutting it right now. Oh, well. I kind of laid off on the coffee. Not laid off, but I used to, oh, when, in my younger days, particularly as a teenager, uh, I was, like, 20 cups a day. <clears throat> um, I drank so much coffee. But now I'm probably like three to five. Five would be a you know day when I'm feeling sporty. I uh, having grown up in North Carolina, I didn't drink coffee when I was younger 
because that would have reduced my caffeine intake. I was a Mountain Dew drinker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do the do. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Get up in the morning and have a burrito, a frozen burrito, and a, you know, microwave it and uh, dag on uh, Mountain Dew. And then end that off with a um, king size Snickers. Good to go till lunch, you know. That's hilarious. Oh, man. That sounds like a real healthy life. Oh, no. My, uh, well, I mean, you're 17. You it know? doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. But that's, yeah, that's you're beauty. Come on. Yeah, that was a beauty of those days. Only only when you reach 50 do you realize the 18 year old you is not bulletproof. Yeah, that's before that, man. <laughs> all pain isn't instant. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it takes 25 years. Yeah. Eh. Oh, I the do. baseball bat beating I would give 18 year old me. Yeah, no kidding, hey. <laughs> Your knees are going to hurt anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little jerk. Yeah, no kidding, hey. And it's like, my boys are at that age. Like, they can literally eat all they want. They're never satisfied, particularly my second Isaiah. Like, oh, you could give him five plates of spaghetti, and he'd go back for another one. Well, um, we had a, we had an appetizer dinner. It's around Christmas time at my parents' house. <clears throat> and so it's like, you know, all appies. So greasy, heavy food. And I think he had like four or five plates and he's like, oh, I think I ate too much. I feel full. And he literally puked. He ate so much that he puked. He cleaned him up, up himself. <laughs> On the way to the bathroom, he got some on the floor. But then he came back out. And he's like, what's for dessert? <laughs> I always bug him. I'm like, oh, eat to puke and then some more. And he literally did it. <laughs> oh, proud of my son that day. <laughs> I uh, I learned how to lay shingles on a... Uh, like a one-story house, like a ranch style. Mm-hmm. And I fell off the roof, landed flat, flat on my back. <laughs> got up, walked back to the ladder, got up there and finished what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine, and I was just thinking about that the other day, and I'm thinking, how long would I lay there today waiting for the ambulance? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Help! Help! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, man. It's You know, I wrestled with my kids the other day, and oh. Didn't think anything of it. And the next day, you know, it feels like I've got, like, a dislocated elbow. And nothing, like, we didn't, no impact, nothing crazy. You know, I, I didn't, they they didn't triumph over me. I can still, well, when I take them one at a time, if they both fight me at once, I'm done. But, you know, I remember that turning point in my life when my dad and I would always wrestle. And I remember that, I don't know, I think I was, like, 16. And all of a sudden I got, and it ended up getting my dad in a hold, and he couldn't get out of him. I had him pinned on the floor, and he was underneath, like, my armpit. And I was like, I can handle, you know, I can handle. And that was the last day we wrestled because <laughs> I submitted them. But, uh, yeah, no, wrestling with my kids. And every time I do it, something else is. And it, and it's not just like, like I say, an impact. It's not like I landed on my elbow. Don't notice anything. Feel great after we're done wrestling. And then all of a sudden it builds up and it be, it's like a chronic thing now. <laughs> every time I wrestle, I get a chronic injury. It's going to be with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, I can, the uh, weather's changed and I can feel it in my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It's bursitis. <clears throat> I can feel it in my bursitis. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? What? What's a bursitis? It's kind of like what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Oh, I picked like, up a... Um, you're, you're talking about your son eating a lot of spaghetti, and I was just thinking, oh, my Lord, 
you know, I had to eat spaghetti before four in the afternoon because of my reflux, right? Oh, okay, yeah. I'd be up all night just dying. Yeah. And I was just thinking, and I was talking to my new gastrointestinal doctor about reflux, and she's like, oh, you suffer from GERD. No, this isn't 1888, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I suffer from reflux. Yeah. I'm not going to call it GERD. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sounds like I'm on Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. I've got the GERD. <laughs> the GERD. That's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I picked up a new tool. I texted you a picture. I saw that. Yeah. You know That I, is awesome. I swore, uh, I always thought people that used cordless chop saws were idiots. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like... That is not a tool that can be set up that way, but I think I might be. I may have been wrong. It just, like I like you and I were talking back and forth on messaging. It it just depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you use it for. Now, can you use it for framing? Well, now you probably can, but back then, no. Can you use it for finish? Yes. You yep. know, lighter duty, making you know, cutting crown molding, crap like that. Yeah, but. Yeah. Or just you, you're gonna go. You're like a handyman, and you're only yeah. gonna make you know, twenty five cuts. Exactly. Yeah, like of course. I, yeah, you know? I think it'd be a long time before you see a framing crew pull up with only cordless tools. You know. Oh, I think today you probably could, but you, you'd have a thousand dollars in batteries. Oh, dude, do you know how much? Especially if you're on the Milwaukee train or the yeah. Dewalt train. Holy cow! So I bought uh, the XE whatever, and I don't exactly know. They rate them with a number system, right? So the biggest battery I previously had was a 4.0, and they recommend an 8.0 to run this saw. So I buy an 8.0. Two batteries cost more than the saw. Yeah. (laughs) The batteries are 279 um, bucks. uh, DeWall just released some 6-amp-hour batteries. Or the 6.0 or 6 amp hour batteries that mm-hmm. are the same size as their previous 5 amp hour. Mm-hmm. So I can use it like on my cordless chainsaw and yeah. some other things. But, uh, and they had a limited time special deal. You bought a two pack of them and it was the same price as one battery. Yeah. So it was only $200. These are $200 a piece. Yeah, it's crazy. But I will say this. I'm not incredibly happy with DeWalt batteries because if you get them and they work, they work. Awesome. They'll probably never die on you. But if you get it dead, it's just dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a nine amp hour battery. It costs a lot of money. In fact, it costs more than any individual tool that I have. Um, that's cordless, regardless of brand name, and <clears throat> DeWalt refused to stand behind their warranty. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if it's a ninety, and I think I got the feeling that if it would have been a ninety-nine dollar two battery, oh yeah, yeah, here's a new one. Yeah, yeah. If it's a five hundred dollar, you know, battery. No, no, yeah, we're not into that. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, and I even tried some stuff. Um, understanding a little bit about electricity and um, bypassing the smarts on the new batteries mm-hmm. and trying to force a charge in it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Just mm. dead cells. Oh, wow. I took it apart, took the cells apart, and uh, or 
took them apart of, from each other and mm. tested them individually. They're just dead. I think mm. they, the manufacturing process was went a little awry there. They took Joe Biden's brain and put it into a battery. <laughs> That's just nothing Well, it's there. not dead. It just works incredibly <laughs> slow. <laughs> you see it in the uh, State of the Union, a pound of Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I have refused to watch any president's State of the Union, any, because I watched one. The last one I watched was so incredibly riddled with lies, and he was an incredibly popular president. But I happened to work for the president at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and all you want to do is that famous line from Star Wars, every word that just came out of your mouth is wrong, you know. Yeah. It yeah. Literally, he, he spoke for an hour, and everything he said was not true except his own name yeah. and the fact that he was an American president. Yeah. Other than that, everything he was spewing to the world and the American people was not true. Yeah. You know, literally taken, not true. Yeah. You could probably spin it, but no. Yeah. Um, you're not doing anything at the border, um, and it was Obama, but you're not doing anything at the border. Your foreign policy is ruining us economically and just all kinds of crap. But Yeah. The, and he the, even said something in that speech that he just approved. You know, my people, I told my people to go do this, and they came up with a plan, and I just signed it yesterday. In fact, yesterday, what he did was send it back and said, we're not doing this crap. Hmm. But he didn't say crap. Yeah. But Yeah, it's crazy. That's one but, thing I did like about it. The only thing just about I liked about Obama as president, because he didn't cuss a lot, but when he did, it fit. Hmm. You know, in those meetings, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he would he would tell somebody they they were full of poop. Um, he wasn't stupid, you know. He was a Harvard grad, but yeah, yeah. Um, he wasn't, but he wasn't a president, you know. Yeah, he didn't have that kind of brains. Yeah, yeah, I know. Biden is like, he's like, yeah, I'm so proud of the Ukrainians, you know, pound for pound. If you take a a pound of you of Ukrainians, oh, they're doing. So, he's talking in a commodity of weight, and then he called them Iranians a whole bunch. This, you know, I hope the Iranians will stand up to the Russians. I'm like, oh man, this guy's gone. He gone. I just want to, oh, it's funny. I'm pretty sure the Iranians would stand up for Russia. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Although they were friends at one. <laughs> you take a pound of Ukrainians, and then he stops for a minute. He's like, what am I saying? Pound for pound. I'm so proud of them. <laughs> it's like, wow. That was just a quick thing. but Yeah, the I think the thing that has really irritated me the most out of all of this, the whole Russia-Ukraine thing was China giving U.S. intelligence to Russia mm -hmm. prior to their invasion. Mm -hmm. Okay. And somebody was like, well, why does it bother you that China gave, uh, back up a little bit, and then you'll get to what really bothers me. Why did we China. give China yeah. our intelligence? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something, that's and that was in the news. That part of it was in the news. So I don't feel bad about sharing that. But the why we gave and who we gave, who gave whom, uh, 
the intelligence is something I found out this week. Um, hmm. Interesting. Because you know, I used to know somebody that worked at the policy division, the mm-hmm. Asian policy division for the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, my God. Stuff that goes on, hey? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a movie. I think that uh, there's some... I know that there's some people in in within our our government that's supposedly doing good work, but what they're really doing is furthering an agenda uh, from the alphabet agencies like CIA, FBI, NSA, to Department of Defense at a very high level to the White House, not voted in people at the White House, people that are career at the White House. Mm-hmm. They need to be not just prosecuted, but shot for treason. Because mm-hmm. here's Todd's take on it. If you do something that's wrong, just because you think it's right because you're a socialist, and it hurts our country in theory, if not in effect, like give Russia or France or whomever, you know, give somebody who's not an American... American intelligence secrets outside channels. Yeah, that's treason. Mm-hmm. 100%. <clears throat> yep. And I learned something uh, a couple weeks ago from somebody I used to work with, one of the guys I went to Africa with, about Venezuelans. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. What's that? And I don't mean just Venezuelans in general, very particular section of the Venezuelan uh, secret police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How they send messages to people. How do they do that? Um, Unless it's inappropriate. It probably is, but one of the, it's the way they um, kill you slowly in order to send a message. Uh-huh. And they're the only ones that do it this way. And it's like the old Colombian necktie. Everybody knows it, you know. Mm. Now everybody uses it, but mostly the Mexican cartels. But <clears throat> it started off being the Colombian necktie. Huh. Don't and know what that is. It, they slit your throat and pull your tongue out through it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. That's not nice. No, that's it's not, not. That's not very friendly. No. Yeah. Um, but the Venezuelans start with nailing you to a wall uh, in the sign of a cross, and then it gets ugly from there. Huh. But. Yeah. Um, whatever. I call Canada Canasuela because we're heading right there. You know, I lived in Venezuela 92 for a year, and we were at a, a little restaurant, Le Petit Poupée, which is actually French for the little dollhouse. This guy went that to France. That sounds creepy. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a, unbelievable. It's an outdoor coffee shop. Not outdoor, like it's just no walls on the front and the side kind of thing. They gate it up at night. But So he went, the, this guy went to France to learn pastry. He's a pastry chef. Came and started this coffee. The best, every single day we went there for breakfast because you get a little latte, un café con leche, and then uh, you get these things called pinas azucaradas, which is like a sugar pineapple. And it was this really sweet bread, and it was it kind of shaped like a piece of what we would can 
think of like sourdough, but then they kind of pinch the top of it and pull it up. So it looks like a pineapple. It's got all these spikes and the spikes get a little bit crunchy, almost like a fortune cookie, but the rest of it is just this. And I had one of these every single day. And uh, we were sitting at the cafe, and we know I, I noticed this guy that had a maple leaf on a belt buckle. And he's sitting there, and, you know, the whole community comes together, and the businessmen sit there and talk. And, you know, they got these stand tables, these bars that you just stand at. There's no chairs. So when you're walking to work, you come in, you have your coffee. You're there for 10, 20 minutes, and you leave. And um, and then I was looking, I pointed at him, and I said, hey, he's got a maple leaf. And the guy turns and goes, oh, you like the maple leaf? And I didn't know he spoke English. His name was Baltazar, and uh, his son... Went to the University of Toronto. You know, he loves Canada, blah, blah, blah. He's a coffee farmer and very one of the well-to-do people in the area. And uh, my dad and him became really good friends. Like, he helped us fix our cars when we needed an alternator but didn't know how to order one. He would go to the tr- – super nice guy. We toured his thing. He'd have – just became really good family friends. And, uh, you know, he talks to my dad now and – you know, he wasn't like a multi-multi, I don't know how much money he had, but in South America, you know, a couple hundred grand is a big deal. Uh, but he's only allowed to get out from his bank. Well, the last time my dad talked to him was like $300 a month. And he's like, I've got tens of thousands of dollars, but the government won't let him take it out. And we're literally, and that, that was a few years ago that that happened. And my dad was like, I can't believe this. And it's like, okay, you literally look at what Justine Trudy just did. He see, he took this power, this illegal, this power, they had no right you know, and was was taking people's cleaning out their bank accounts. Like this is this exact same thing. This is what we witnessed in Venezuela, you know, twenty years ago or a little bit more. Well, that this happened like fifteen years ago and it's playing out right here. That's why I call Canada Canisuela. People are like, You don't know what you're talking about. I was like, dude, um I've seen both stories. I've <laughs> seen this story fold out and it's the exact same way it's going down. And we uh Trudeau's loving this Ukraine thing because uh, it's finally off of him, right? Um, the tension. He's trying to pass a bill in the Senate right now for universal basic income, which is socialist, like pure socialism. And then there's also a bill he's trying to pass where if anybody thinks that you did something that was uh, racist or hate crime based, you even without evidence, you can be – it's basically like – he looked at me and, and gave me a dirty look and made me feel like I was inferior. And it, if it's you're one of these like little woke people, like you're some whack nut, boom, instantly they, they can arrest you for it without evidence. And it's just, it's insane, this thing he's trying to act. Basic, red flag laws. Yeah. Oh, man. And all this stuff goes and all the Canadians are waving Ukrainian flags and they're totally distracted. And it's like, come on, guys, seriously. For, you literally just got your freedoms back. You know, and Steph and I were saying, one of the worst things is that everybody's happy now. Like, oh, good, we can go without a mask. Dude, like, Saskatchewan just declared another state of medical emergency. Why? Because they can't give up the power. There's no mandates. Like, they haven't said, you know, there's no mandates, but they're holding on to that. And it's like, my word, people, come on. The battle has, like, just begun. <laughs> you know, getting our freedoms back, that almost, the, the you know, revoking the, the COVID passport and all this stuff, that's hardly a thing, man. we got to keep going. Yeah, Incidentally, we, we have a resurgence here in Tennessee. Um, like doctors' offices want more uh, virtual appointments instead of in person, mm-hmm. because our our rate of positive tests, legitimate positive tests, are through the roof. And I'm just, and I'm like, and I'm talking to my doctor, and I'm like, 
do they realize it's like cold and flu season still? She's like, yeah. no, they don't. Yeah. Do you know the PCR tests have a 97% false positive rate? Who does? The You know, the PCR tests? I thought it was like 50%. but 97%. That's published from the Canadian uh, Institution for Constitutional Freedoms. They've got a whole team of doctors and lawyers that, that just look up information and then publish it in pamphlets. But um, And then some new information, like some of the Pfizer initial tests just came out. Lo and behold, <laughs> the Minister of Health for Ontario just stepped down. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Once all these documents start coming out and people realize how dangerous this vaccine is, it was an experimental gene therapy. And then when people see this stuff, it's going to be fun watching these cowards run. You can run, but you can't hide. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Anyways, I got a question about your saws. Do we want to totally get back, <laughs> flip flop on our topics? Sounds like you're flipping papers there. You, you looking up some scripture for us or something? Oh, I apologize. I didn't know you could hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> that's pretending to be Rush Limbaugh, rattling yeah. paper. <laughs> I'm like, he's got, he's got some serious news he's bringing to the table, man. He's got notes. He's ready. Uh, so you have, you said you have two saws. One of yours is cordless. I have, yes. We're, we're talking chop saws again. What's your yeah, cordless yeah. one? DeWalt. DeWalt, okay. That's the one I got at a, uh, a state auction. It was fairly new. It came with the stand, and I got it all for the price of the stand. Oh, well. And then you said your other one that you absolutely love. Makita, sliding Makita. miter saw. Compa- yeah. Sliding compound miter saw. Stationary, um, plug it in the wall. Yeah, yeah. Good saw? Love it. Yeah. Have you seen, because I was just looking at anything. I wasn't bent on uh, cordless or anything. Uh, have you seen the Bosch saws? Yeah. They, that don't have they got the two arms yeah like uh, that's have you ever like tried one of those in the store i not the bosch but um like festool has one that's pretty much the oh, okay uh, 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 a similar mechanism and i've tried one of those i just can't spend festool money mm-hmm. on a festool because <clears throat> yeah it's the best tool made but it ain't that good yeah i know, you know? i feel the same way I'm not buying you a Ferrari every time I want to saw shit. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, no, like I was looking up a bunch of reviews, like trying to do whatever research I could. And uh, some people say that the smoothness of the cuts to that, like the double elbow system, they say it's unbelievable. Uh, but the bigger reason I couldn't bring myself to, to get, well, it was a little expensive. I think it was like 600 bucks. But the footprint on that type of saw with those two elbows, my word, like, like, so the the ten inch version, um, I don't know, you know, it may vary slightly in the capacity, but I've got a ten inch cordless. The footprint is probably at least a third bigger than my saw, at least a third. Maybe even, it looks like it's twice as big, but I think that might be an exaggeration. But it is massive, like even behind and, the saw, and the, it needs so much room. There's one now that has the. It can actually be flush against the wall, unlike the one with the rails. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you get the forward cutting capacity of a sliding miter saw, but it doesn't extend past the back of the saw. Oh, well, that's cool. That's cool. That's actually the one I thought you were talking about. Had to look up this Bosch thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really weird. It's got these two arms and 
Apparently, it cuts really nice. But so I did a. Did you ever see when I did a, a little review on that handheld miter saw, the little hand powered one, a, a Norex? Yeah. So sweet little thing, right? Great little saw, so precise. And I don't know what happened to it. I, I lent it to my dad to do some baseboards and stuff. And I don't know if it was in transporting it to him or, if, anyways, it's out. And like that's on, only a vertical cut, right? Like you can only do miters when you're cutting vertically. Um, and it's out. It was out by like over four inches. It was three sixteenths out. So bad. And I tried adjusting the bars. And once, say, if you drop a saw like that, it's done. So I'm like, <sighs> super light, super chintzy. But I thought, you know what? For the right thing, it might be okay. But anyways. And then I've got a, a, a DeWalt big, like a 12-inch compound miter saw. Um, but again, I dropped that <laughs> from my truck once, like years ago, and it's never quite been right. And it's great for doing signs because I'm just making a 90-degree cut, and it's just... But um, was doing some toe kick uh, in, our, in our kitchen on our island, and man, for the life of me, I could not get nice joints right like I want everything perfect and I'm like this was driving me insane so that's kind of what led me I thought oh, we're good you know if I gotta not that we have a bunch of work to do but it's like I, if I want to put toe kick up I want to be able to make really nice joints nice cuts and uh man this I mean it ha- helps that it's brand new but even like every detent is dead accurate like just phenomenal you know yeah, sometimes you get the adjustment screws and you got to fill with them and that that's normal I think but man I tried this all out and it's I'm absolutely so pleased so pleased. Fun stuff. <clears throat> but yeah. <sighs> Have we run out of things to talk about for this podcast? No, but I'll tell you what. I had my cough button on and oh. I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Well, we didn't we didn't hear it, Todd. Yeah, it's probably good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I don't think we've run out of things to talk about. It's just uh, take a yeah, breath. Yeah. So, how bad do you think it's going to get with uh, Russia? And I don't mean Russian invading Ukraine in and of itself. But now we have all these uh, countries around the world trying to show I'm in it for Ukraine and I'm going to take these these measures against China or uh, Russia seriously and we're going to seize their billionaire's yacht. We're going to seize their money. We're going to... No, you're just seizing something and you can sell it later and put the money in your coffer. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Are you really helping Ukraine? If you are, let's do this. Seize that billionaire's boat and give it to Ukraine as an asset. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I see? Like, I, I always can't help but think that as simple as it sounded, maybe it's oversimplified, but sometimes people just need to mind their own business a little bit, you know? Like... You know, when I see, so they're calling, um, there's an international figure skating competition and they've banned Russian athletes. Like, really? Like, are these athletes the ones that decided, did they, these athletes call Putin and say, hey, listen, 
We want you to go do it. Pull the trigger now. Are they the ones, you know, in the upper echelons of government making these decisions behind closed doors? Or are they just regular citizens? Well, right? and more importantly, can those, okay, you're going to punish the, the athletes. Can the athletes pick up the phone and even get a hold of Putin? And if they could, are they going to call him and say, hey, pull out of Ukraine so I can go pole vault? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Why? Because they're scared of Putin, like everybody in Russia. Yeah. Well, then Alexander Ovechkin has a picture of him with Russia, with, with Putin, when he won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, because Putin wanted the damn picture. Exactly. Exactly. Guarantee. You know, it's like, I don't know. And and people, it was kind of like the same thing like in World War II. We had internment camps in Canada, right? And we'd put all these different people in internment camps. It's like, really? Is that is that the right thing to do? Like, And now it's like, oh, boycott, boycott Russia. And it's like, do you realize that, that just like any other country on earth, the citizenship and the government are separate. They're removed from each other. The government lords over the citizens. What the government does does not always represent what the people want. Full stop. Like, end of discussion. That's, that's why we finally got things changed a little bit, because the government would never give up any restrictions uh, uh, during this whole Wuhan sniffles, this this pandemic, until the people finally had to take to the streets and, and get a little bit crazy and have a convoy. And it's like, okay, fine, the people are talking now. We got to, you know, they can't handle the pressure. But I, I, guarantee, I guarantee if you go walk the streets in Moscow and pick up St. Petersburg, you go all over Russia. Do you like this war? I guarantee most Russians would be like, no, we do not want to go to war. Same thing in Ukraine. They don't want war. But you know what? These two guys are fighting each other, and you're the collateral damage. The citizenship is a collateral damage of ignorant, pompous assholes running the show. That's how it is. And and people are like, oh, boy. It's like, dude, okay, if you got a hockey player who's born in Russia, do you know what? Say, hey, listen, man, this is a tough time for everybody. You know? Instead, it's just instant, ugh, tear people apart, and let's let's ostracize people let's make them feel bad just because they were born there like come on the thing i find interesting is this does not happen with islam you know anytime there's like a major uh, extreme extreme islamist attack you know it's not like we're like oh muslims are bad uh, boycott muslims don't shop at muslim stores if there's a muslim owns what they don't say that why not oh, that's, well, that's hypocrisy no, that everybody's afraid of Islam. Exactly. We tried to be anti-Islamic in this country, or at least some people did, and boy, has it backfired over the last twenty years, twenty-one yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and not that we should. Like, I, I'm the only one I know of. Uh, other that's not a wacko. And if I was a wacko, would I really know it? But I'm the only one that that will just go on record and say. Um, Islam's fake, it's evil, and I don't care about it. Well, it's not fake. It's not truth. It's not the real, it's not the true religion, but it is, it was born out of well, Abraham's sin. Well, as far as I'm, I call, you know, like fake money. Yes, you can touch it. It's tangible. Some people accept it, but it's still fake money. Yeah. That's what I mean by the word fake in yeah. this sense of the word. Mm -hmm. So... See, it's a counterfeit with, religion. Yeah. 
Islam started with Ishmael, you know, Abraham's bastard son. Christianity started with Abraham. You know what I mean? Like they both came from Abraham. Um, you know, it's crazy. Cray cray. But the thing is, it's like, okay, why don't we just, I, I think if you treat every single thing as an individual thing, you know, like, oh, Putin's crazy. Yeah. Boycott Putin. You'd say Putin's a bad actor. I'm fine with that. But you got a hockey player who's just playing hockey, you know, provide, providing uh, incredible skill to a sport that so many love. And you're going to make it, he's the bad guy? No, no, dude. Like, come on. You need to hold people individually responsible for their actions and treat them based on their individual actions, right? You know, if, if Canada, if Justin Trudy takes over and he becomes a crazy, insane whacknut, which is possible he could, does that mean that I am him? Can you judge me based on what Justin Trudeau does? No. Individual. Every single person on earth is an individual created by God who has free will and can choose to do right and wrong. And that is what we, and we can't even judge. Like I was going to say that's what we should judge them on, but that's how we should relate to them. We, we can't judge. I mean, I'm, I can't judge anybody. I, I, I have opinions and I... I well, there's I, justice I, judge and then there's biblical judging, so... Yeah, and, and judging somebody like determining how you're going to interact with that person based on how you perceive them to be. Um, we make judgments. Yeah, and you have I, I'm to. not going to say I biblically judge anybody because I can't. No. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I agree with you up to a point, and then I have to go into the whole government thing. Mm -hmm. I'll hold a government accountable, a military accountable for their actions because just because Putin, if Putin's not at his desk right now, jumping up and down like a kid having a tantrum going, I stand in Ukraine, but nothing's happened, then it's an individual issue. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. The military and the government are following his actions, his orders. So, you know, yeah. just saying, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I've been in the military. I've seen really bad things happen. I've studied military history. I know most of the uh, large examples of, I was just following orders. Um, yeah, that's the problem. So mm -hmm. you are... That's not a defense. Yeah. You know. No, that's a and, good point. I'm glad you made that distinction. I agree with you. Um, there's a really bad example of it in the American military in Vietnam where I was just following orders was the cause and the uh, defense. And the problem is that, that poor lieutenant was going to jail no matter what in that situation at that time. Because if he just said, I refuse these orders because they're illegal, they'd have court-martialed him and put him in jail, probably shot him. Because mm -hmm. that's what they were doing at that time in the mm -hmm. Army. You know? Yeah. Uh, I know he was an Air Force pilot, but the Army was conducting all field court-martials in Vietnam at that time. Uh, and they were shooting people for being a traitor. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. But, you know... Uh, so, yeah, Putin did it, but they're following it. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I'm kind of concerned that the first place they locked down and took over was Chernobyl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm afraid that it's because of the uh, some of the heavy water that's still being stored there, as, as along with some other, like, um, uh, what do they call it? 
it's radioactive dirt is what it is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, it's got a name for it, and it's in the same sealed containers as the heavy water. But um, I'm worried that they're they did that just to get a hold of the dirt, to then make dirty bombs. Yeah. So what what's heavy water? It's basically water that was in the reactor's cooling mechanism. It's radioactive, oh, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we store it in um, in the United States in uh, uh, not far from here in Tennessee hmm. in a giant granite mountain. Hmm. Interesting. But along with a bunch of other radioactive waste. Yeah. And that, that stuff after a certain number of years, it uh, just kind of gets weaker, does it not? Well, the half-life is about 10,000 years. So in 10,000 years, half its radiation will be gone. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's just a guesstimate, you know. It's Uh, science, so can you believe it or not? (laughs) I personally don't believe the Earth has been around for 10,000 years. (laughs) I mean, I love that's my favorite I thought you were about to say, I personally don't think the Earth is round. I was like, okay, (laughs) this ends the show forever. You know, the mayonnaise argument is cute. Um, <laughs> saying the Earth is flat is just crazy. Do you know when you uh, when you think you're going to Australia, there's actually a special resort in Mexico, and you're just flying there, and the pilots lie and say that you went into the bottom of the world. So did you know that that's what really happens? <laughs> My kids were there, cadets. They had some flat earthers, and every time they took bus rides somewhere, they would talk to them about it. And then come tell me what these these kids truly do think. And I'm like, do you think they actually believe that? It's like, I think they do, Dad. They're really dumb. Oh, it's it's precious. It's precious. And every airline pilot is just being paid uh, by these uh, these conspiracy theorists uh, to make people believe the Earth is round. Because <laughs> that's the conspiracy. <laughs> and the problem with all of these, uh, especially that one, I mean, they're a lot like that. Mm-hmm. But the flat Earth arguments are all so insanely crazy simply because for no other reason simply because too many people would be involved in the conspiracy yeah you think not one of the guys is going to get drunk at the office party at christmas yeah. and and let it out you know yeah yeah God. hey you know the earth's really flat yeah i know uh do you ever see that youtube channel cody something cody's lab cody's lab yeah did you see the video he I did used to where- watch it but yeah, I don't. I think he's gone now. I don't know where he went or he's he went a wall. Yeah, did you see the video where he did to prove that the Earth is round? No, because he he went out to a certain desert. I forget where it was, and it's known to be. I don't know he he's a pretty like borderline insane. He's a really smart guy. Oh yeah, he, he laid this argument out, and I can't even remember what it was. But when I was watching, I'm like, okay, this totally makes sense. And then he took this special type of scope and this and that and measured stuff out with height and did all this stuff and put these two stakes that were exactly 10 feet above the ground, blah, 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 and shot it over. I forget. And where it lined up, there's a way to measure it and stuff. And and he's like, this is known to be the flattest spot in the world, and it still was curved. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Oh. And it just kind of, he did this whole video and is pretty interesting, but... Not that that was ever something I needed proven to me. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure the earth is round. Well, there's another guy that used to be on YouTube. Can't remember his name, and this hasn't been recently. It's been a long time ago. He built a homemade rocket that would make 
low orbit. Hmm. Put like an old generation of uh, uh, GoPro on it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a GoPro. Mm-hmm. It was one that could be pressurized, mm-hmm. like an underwater camera. Put it on it, sent it up, and it showed the curvature of the Earth. Yeah, he got arrested quite quickly. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what, you're not allowed to do that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do it right and now. And the funny thing was, they told him when they arrested him, I mean, and they, it was like face plant being arrested, you know, not mm. the good kind. Yeah. Um, and they, were, they said all you had to do was contact this one office and, you know, they would set up a time, a date, and give you a permit. Yeah. It's a, it takes five minutes. Yeah. And then about three months you have to wait, but your part of it only takes about five, ten minutes. Yeah. It happens all the time. You just have to let people know you're going to fire a rocket. You should do it right now, it, like right today. <laughs> you know, and... Russia, Ukraine, what the heck is going on? Because if you're going to make a rocket that's going to achieve low Earth orbit... Or at least that height, you know, not orbiting the Earth, but yeah, um, it not a little. It's not your homemade rocket. No, you know, you, you know what I mean. Not a low-powered rocket. I should I should make one real quick, launch it from here, and then see if Justin Trudeau gets in trouble. It's like, what is what's the Canadians doing? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, have it flying the Ukrainian flag. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nothing will happen. Nope. But the. Uh, Yeah, he, he he got arrested, just like uh, the backyard scientist got arrested a while back. Mm. I'm always he nervous. Didn't, he didn't get a, a prosecuted, though. Mm. Mr. Rocket Man got prosecuted. Yeah. You know, people suggest different knives, and one thing that gets suggested all the time, and I really want to make it, is a push dagger, but they're illegal in Canada. And then even double-sided blades, if both, you know, double-edged knife, if both edges are sharpened, it's kind of gray as to whether they're legal or not. And I've, I've made one before, but um, I got a piece of Damascus from Red Beard Ops, and uh, he's like, ah. I was like, I was like, you have any inklings? Like when you made this Damascus, what were you thinking this could be as a knife? He goes, oh, I don't, I don't have anything. I said, no, I said, just curious, right? I said, I'm not saying I'm going to make what what you were thinking, but he's like, oh, I always thought this would make a sweet dagger, and uh, I haven't even looked at the steel yet. I'm going to open it up on camera, but. I'm like, ah, how much trouble am I going to get if I make a dagger, you know, or a push a dagger? Lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it's uh, and it's Nowadays. also like, but then also I'm like, literally, nobody watches, you know, my videos. Like, in the scheme of things, am I, am I a threat? No. Do I have an audience? No. Like, yeah, some people that are interested in knife making, but it's not like I've got this huge platform and I'm, you know, I could influence a mass amount of people. But no. you are in that gray area of YouTubery where you have enough people that watch you to be watched, right? But you don't have so many that getting rid of you is going to hurt the bottom line of YouTube and advertising. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you are right for YouTube to, one, see what you're doing, and two, turn you in for doing it and delete you so they can be seen as making a difference. Yeah, they can virtue signal. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm so, I don't know, I'm so, I'm making a knife right now and I'm filming it and I'm hating every second of it. Bleh. I think, I think, I don't know, I think the, the knife making side of my YouTube might just be 100% dead. 
And then you get all the comments, oh, most interesting. I mean, I sure missed your knife making content. I was like, have you watched every single knife making video that I have? Because I put them all in one playlist. And you could probably spend hours. You could waste a whole day watching every one of my videos. So what are you going to have? New subscriber here. Can't wait for more content to come out. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not just that video you saw. I've been working at this for a while. Go back and look at the other stuff. Some of my best stuff is stuff from back then. I don't get it. People don't think that way. Now, see, if I find a, a new channel to me and I like the video, I'll watch another one. I like that one. I will go by, all the way back. Oh, yeah. And then start watching them all. I'll just binge watch that channel. Yeah. That's what I did with Wrangler Star when I first saw him. He's like, I, some, I don't know how he suggested, like, sharpening an axe. And that was, you know, kind of right before he started getting really successful. And, you know, he's, like, fixing his old cat loader and, you know, his RV and his generator. He hooked up, you know, how to take two gas generators and hook the fuel lines or to two Jerry. I forget what he did, but really practical, interesting stuff, you know, and in his logging videos before they were, I don't know, he's in a different league now, right? But um, that's what I did with Wrangler Star. I'm like, this is, the, this is one of the best channels I've found on YouTube, and I just binged watched, and this is probably like six, eight years ago. And, uh, yeah, interesting how things change. I, uh, but. when I was watching uh, Cody, I liked, uh, I didn't just watch it by myself. Danette would watch it too because um, we liked watching the new baby um, and Mrs. Wrangler Star, right? Mm -hmm. I think she's watchable. You know, mm -hmm. she has a talent for teaching. Well, she's a at home teacher, but so she has that presentation skill that maybe he doesn't because he does come off um, as a know it all abrasive douche sometimes sometimes <laughs> most <yeah. laughs> but <laughs> I, think I mean there's a difference in being an alpha and being a douche um, yeah. most people say oh that's a fine line no it's bright but yeah, anyway I would, I would not consider him an alpha at all but he thinks he is yeah, yeah he get and i would like never it. ever have guessed he's as big as he's supposed to be in real life six four. had had the wife not said it, and had yeah. he not went down the street to the NASA guys and helped them on something on a co collaboration, I'm like, oh, I guess he is well over six feet tall. Hey, boy, he doesn't look like it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't act like he looks. Actually, he's got a Napoleon complex. Yeah, he kind of does. You, when you say that, I'm like, yeah, it's true. And I, um, I don't disagree with everything he says, but. I disagree with him on enough incredibly important things that I just had to stop watching him. Yeah. I think he's got putting out a seriously bad message on some very important things. Uh, and I also think that maybe, you know, he needs to rethink his, some of his belief systems, mm -hmm. but yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I could it's, be wrong. Yeah, there's a, there is definitely a separation that happens in um. On you, you know, it's funny because I get the comments all. Well, I don't know if I get so much anymore since I made certain videos, but I used to always get you're one of the nicest people on YouTube, and it always pissed me off. And then I was on, you know, I was on the, join the guys on the housework or the work for it podcast, and 
it came up somehow. I said, yeah, I said, here's the thing. I get labeled as a nice guy. I said, I am not a nice guy. Like I consider myself a good man, but not a nice guy. And there's a very important distinction. And then I was just messaging Brian House on Instagram uh, about some stuff. And, and he said, oh, you're my favorite mean Canadian. And I'm like, I'm not mean. Okay, I'm not mean, <laughs> right? So I'm trying to make the distinction. Okay, you know what? If if you come here and like push on me, I'm going to push you back. and be like, dude, don't do that again, right? But that's that's not being a nice guy. Nice guy be like, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm a good man. I'll stand up for myself. But a mean guy would go push somebody else out of no reason whatsoever. And I'm not that either, you know? Like I'm not mean, but I'm not nice. I'm just right you know, in the middle. I'm good. On I'll, the especially particularly on simple little life, you do come off as a nice guy. But oh, I think when most people say nice guy, what they what they mean is a good man. Yeah, and it's been, but it's misconstrued because a nice guy, like nice guy syndrome, you say yes to everybody, people walk all over you. I think I think they, they like that better because it's not as authoritative as a good man. Because man is authority. It's like I'm a man. That, that's, that's got more authority than a guy. Hey, guy. Hey, man. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Weird. No, I think a nice guy is somebody that doesn't hurt someone else on purpose. You know, yeah, first, you know. Yeah. But, I take it further. I, th- I think a nice guy is someone who just wants everybody to like him. Like, all I want is for people to like who I am. And I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me. Like, none. Not a single. Well, my wife and kids, and God will judge me. Everybody else think. What, I don't care what my parents think about me. I don't care what anyone thinks about. Here's me. something that'll make your 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 head explode. You know, mind blown. I think the difference between nice guy and good man, or a nice man and a good man, is the moral aspect, the religious aspect. Yeah, yeah. Just me. You know, I think a good man is also moral and religious above all else, and. A nice guy is everything except that. You know, he doesn't have the the religion in his life. Well, but not always, too. Like, I know tons of Christians that are, you know, go to church all the time, but they're nice guys. When I think about this, uh, I think about a guy I used to work with. Uh, I won't name names, but we were both project managers. We had the exact same job. And we would divide up our jobs based on the dollar value. So if we got $20 million worth of work one year, I did 10 of it, he did 10 of it. And just project management, right? So just ordering, scheduling crews. But every time the airport would be like, oh, shoot, we didn't we didn't do this right. It looks like we forgot to tell you there's this concrete pillar right where your conveyor is supposed to go. You know, we need to put in three extra conveyors to dodge it. You know, how much? Ah, well, you know, I'm sure we'll work it out. It's like, you know what? It's going to cost us 20 grand, but we're only going to charge you 10. That's what my counter, my coworker would say. And I'm like, you just lost us $10,000. Like we're in the business of making money. And then if they said that to me, I'd be like, okay, let me, uh, uh, very polite. It's like, yep, yeah, that's a $20,000 change order. It's like, oh, can we get a discount on that? Like, no, because I, I don't get a discount on it. I have to pay what we pay. We've got good pricing because we buy so much and I'll pass that on to you. I'm not retiring off this deal. This is a good, honest deal, but I have to make money. I'm not losing money on a job. He would always lose money on jobs, always. And he, because he was a nice guy. I'm like, oh. And then every time they got a job, we'd get jobs like, oh, is Randy the project manager? I'm like, no, I am like, oh. I was like, well, is there something wrong? It's like, well, Randy usually gives us better deals on stuff. I said, Randy throws our profits out the windows. Okay. And he, like, I was just thinking I that. Name. 
Isaac. They're glad that Todd wasn't there as like the third guy. Yeah. Because they'd really like Jeremy then. Because yeah, I'd be like, oh, you want us to move the conveyor, right? Yep. And it's my cost is going to be twenty grand difference. That's at least twenty two to you. Yeah. You know I don't. Uh, we were we were doing a job in Oakland, California for Southwest <laughs> Airlines, and the county was involved. All all these politics were involved. We had a black safety officer. And I'm only saying this because I'm not a racist, but race is a thing, right? Everybody wants BLM. They want to make it a thing. Anyways, this guy hated me. He tried writing me up for everything. In two days, I had him removed from the project. You get a black safety officer removed from a project in Oakland, California, that's a government job. You got to be a tough son of a gun. <laughs> you got to be a good man and have a pretty good fight. You know what I mean? I wasn't mean. I wasn't wrong. I just said all this stuff. And they're like, oh, he's not backing down. I'm like, no, I'm not backing down. <laughs> Boom. He's gone. It's like, I'm here to do business. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make you like me. I'm not here to negotiate. I'm just here to, this is our contract. This is what we're doing. He's writing me up for this. This is within the line. I'm not breaking any OSHA rules. And he's written me up three times tonight for doing nothing wrong. He's hindering our work. And if he's here tomorrow, this is what it's going to cost Southwest Airlines or else I'm going to leave. And then, you know, a couple of phone calls come in from Southwest Corporate and they're like, oh, you know what? He's removed from the project. Money One of the talks. things that, about uh, like inspectors or regulatory folks, anything like that, if you get into anything north of like $40, 50000000 million projects, there's only so much poking they can do before they get replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Especially people- small town, you know, like. Uh, not small yeah. town, but town level yeah. municipalities because um, say you get into a, a national project and it's a $500 million project, your regulatory guy better call it in. <laughs> yeah. Yep, they're doing everything right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those, those people take those jobs because they don't want to work for a living, by and large. And that's a blanket statement. <laughs> And it's a generalization, but it's true. You know, yeah, exactly. And same with the rent, like a mall cop. Okay, security. You know what? They have security at airports, and they are the ones that check our badges when we go in through. And I got to be friends with one of them, and because he rode a motorbike, we always talk about our motorbikes and stuff like this. I went riding with him once too, but and so I said, so listen, what would happen if I didn't show you and I just ran back there? He says, well, I'd call the police. I was like, yeah, but what, what, to what extent of force are you allowed to use? And he said, nothing. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. I said, so you can't use any force? I'm like, nope. Can't use any force whatsoever. I'm like, well, why do you have handcuffs? Like, In case the police need another set when they get here. <laughs> I was like, so you can't, like, subdue? I said, but we've got, uh, oh, shoot. There's, they, they just got a new law in Canada. Not, not just, I suggest, it was about 10 years ago. Citizens arrest. Like, if I witness a guy stealing something, it is within my legal rights to pursue him, jump on him, and subdue him until the police get there. What's that? What you laughing at? I just, every time I hear the term citizen's arrest, I my mind immediately goes back to the Andy Griffith show when Don Knotts and uh, Jim Neighbors were fighting over a citizen's arrest. <laughs> and Jim Neighbors was running down the street in his voice, citizens arrest. Us. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, that's funny. 
Well, we're having my parents over for dinner tonight because they're heading back to uh, Pionix on Sunday. Yeah, my dad, it's funny. Every free chance he has, he goes flying. <laughs> you know, he, he buzzes our house. And then the next day he buzzes our house and then he buzzes our house. I'm working the garage and all of a sudden here, I'm like, oh my goodness, dad, how much flying you doing? Next time you know he's going to do it, you should just, when it gets warmer, just sit outside with a beer shotgun over your lap. Yeah. And that's wave. Right. That's right. That's right. Will he do it or will he not? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. And then I uh, actually might egg him on. Yeah. Okay, then he. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. That looks like fun, that flying. Oh, looks so fun. So this plane he's got is a was a Cessna one seventy two. I don't know if it's seventies or sixties or eighties. I don't know. It's an old plane. Um, those things have skyrocketed, man. Everything's going so expensive. But then in the States, he's got, uh, he just picked it up a Cirrus. He had it made for him. And uh, he's bringing that up here. And maybe next time he comes up, they'll fly that up. But I want to go in that thing, man. That's supposed to be quite the plane. Yeah, those are worth a dollar or two. Yeah. Yeah, the only option that he didn't put on was the four-blade propeller. Because um, it's, they say the advantage of it, it's a little bit quieter. But he says if you've got a good quality, the, when he was at the factory tour or whatever. So when you want to buy one, they come wherever you are. They fly one of their Siriuses, pick you up, and take you to the factory and give you a tour to try and schmooze you. And they take you out for dinner, take you golfing and all this stuff. Um, and anyway, so he said if you've got a good set of Bose uh, sound-canceling headphones, you will not tell the difference between a three-blade and a four-blade. He said, ah, it's fine. And that upgrade to go from a four-blade to a three-blade is $30,000. <laughs> my my dad's like, nah, it doesn't mean that much to me. But I know apparently yeah. it's a cool you know, plane. That's something I'd like to start is a campaign to force airplanes to be quieter, mm-hmm. particularly prop uh, airplanes, and nothing is grandfathered. Oh, you can't do that. Because do that. I get a cut two two Cessnas that fly over now. About a thousand feet. I almost need hearing protection on the ground. Mm. Like what in the world? Yeah, they, and then they there's another one that's an, a little bit older. It has a radial engine. That thing is in, oh yeah, shake the ground. I'm like, yeah, you need a muffler. You but really do. Yeah, my thing is like with a little Cessna or something. I guess how can you make them quieter? Well, See, then you know if if you you have to make it quieter. That means you can't fly it fine or no. just don't fly it over my house this is how you approach it take <laughs> it this is your job now todd you have to figure out how to make flying much more quiet and then when you do you can market these things whatever it is you come up with dude you will just it's like printing money man cha-ching 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 hey listen i got this new style of propeller we've got these muffler blah 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 and i can you know reduce your decibels by x where number. are these green people at yeah, electric airplanes. No, I mean, because airplanes, particularly the older Cessnas, are so much less uh, efficient on fuel. Yeah. Uh, where are y'all at? Come on. <sighs> Who Come knows? On. They've got other political, there's more important political <laughs> fights. They have to use that. their private airplanes to fly from one cause to Ex- another, so ex- they don't want to. Exactly, exactly. That's funny. 
How dare you? <laughs> I was just queuing mine up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might do. I don't know. Here's what. What do you think? I was thinking about doing a response video to all these terrible comments that I'm getting on about this knife sharpener. And I was going to have, have her clip in there, but I don't know if it's worth it or not. Like, just saying kind of what I explained to you at the beginning. Like, dude, I'm not supporting a war by having this. This is a business decision between myself and a business, neither entity, like, politically driven or motivated uh, or profit from anything, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a, a coupon code. I don't do all this stuff. Yeah, you really want to protest somebody. Go over to that Green Beetle guy. No, <laughs> throw him, <laughs> just throw him under the bus, hey? <laughs> hey. Yeah. It's, it's all about that Google money, yo. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the, the more controversial it is. I'm kidding, people. I don't. I do not encourage that. I'm a huge, I'm the proponent of free speech. Yeah. And there's a very good reason for it. You don't know who the crazies are unless you can hear them talk. You can hear their message. You don't yeah. have to listen past, oh, you know, that guy's a racist or that guy's a Christian or that guy's a this. This guy believes that, you know. But you wouldn't know it if he doesn't have the freedom to talk. Mm-hmm. That's right. So there's so many people out there that are – um sending horrible messages, agreeing with horrible things in a secret way, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And ugh. in fact, um, a podcast I listen to or watch on YouTube every once in a while, um, they were talking about the, a guy on Discord that does, like, gaming, streaming. No, it's a loser. He... uh yeah. Um. Uh, how do I want to say this? Uh, he doesn't think there's anything wrong with being a pedophile if what you believe in is that you're born a certain way. So if you're born a heterosexual, that's what you are. If you're born a homosexual, that's what you are. And if in a, these other rainbow flag people are preaching... Tolerance. Well, don't you have to be tolerant of everything? Mm-hmm. What I think what he's really trying to say is there's a there's a consequence of tolerance, and this is it. Because if you're going to be tolerant of everything else on the flag, well, you better add everything on it. Yeah. You know. So you think that's his actual message? I think that's his message because they played a couple of his clips. Um, and I think that's what he's trying to say. He's just not good at it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he keeps he keeps prefacing everything with, I do not believe, you know, sex with kids is okay. Mm. You know, I believe it's wrong. It should be a crime. But then he, people are like taking, cutting clips out, out of context. Mm. And this guy has been canceled big time. But um, he's a gamer, man, loser. Well, I think his uh, uh, message was, and this is something I think too. Yeah, if you're going to be, if you if you preach tolerance, doesn't you don't doesn't that in and of itself mean you have to be tolerant of everything? Yeah, it's a flawed system. Now, I don't actually believe that because I think I'm tolerant until I'm not. 
you know, I would tolerate you walking across my yard once. Hey, 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 you're, you know, trespassing. Don't do that. I don't think I would tolerate you walking to the middle of my yard, turning to face my house and whipping it out and peeing. Yeah, yeah. Not going to tolerate that. Yeah. And, and then see, I, Mr. Mossberg uh, says hi to you. Yeah. You see, like the thing is the way we uh, take people, I, I like to think of not tolerance, but grace. So whatever you believe, right? Um, homosexuality, right? I, I believe it's wrong. I believe it's a sin. Now, do I tolerate that from other people? I wouldn't say like tolerant to me means that I've come to terms with it. I'm okay with it, but I'm not I think going that's acceptance. Yeah, tolerance maybe, is maybe right. not agreeing with it, but putting up with it for the sake of social discord. Yeah, acceptance yeah. is saying it's okay. Yeah, and more than that, I think we need grace. Like, okay, so you are a homosexual. Well, you know what? I'm going to treat you the exact same way I treat as everybody else. Do I agree with your lifestyle? No. And Jesus said it best: love the sinner, hate the sin. Right. Yeah. Like, and and that's how it. If we did that, you know. It's like, hey, I don't, I don't agree with you. Like, I'm a very, very black and white guy. I believe in right and wrong, and I believe there's an absolute truth. And anything outside of that absolute truth, it just gets muddy and murky, and human beings can't figure it out because it's not true. Like, like you said, you know, save in the in the air, you know, they're they're making military uh, so inclusive, right? <laughs> you know, say if you got, oh, I'm a special operations janitor. I'm a special operations cook. I'm a special operations administrator. Used to be special operations meant something, right? Like you were actually significantly better than most of the people in that group of people. Well, now, when everyone's special, then nothing is special. And if you're going to if you're going to accept it and be inclusive, then you better be entirely inclusive, including of people that are uninclusive. Because if I'm uninclusive and you won't include me, then you too are uninclusive. The world has become tolerant of everyone except the intolerant. Um, and it's, it's, it's the same thing with this whole trans woo-woo, right? Oh, okay, cool. Well, right now, or non-binary. And, and so really, today, I can identify as a 27-year-old female, and you better give me a job answering phones uh, because that's what I am. You know, just think of me as, a, you know, some, some hot blonde, right? And then tomorrow, I want to I win a, a race, but I can't run very fast for my age, so all of a sudden I identify as an eight-year-old Asian child, and you have to treat me because that's my truth, and I can go win this race in this school, and good, look at me, I won. It's so freaking stupid. I don't understand well, the level of stupidity. Well, did you hear about the, the guy that proved beyond a shadow of a doubt all of that is bullshit? All of what is bullshit. And I have to say it that way. He's a he's Caucasian. He was adopted as a little bitty baby days out of his mother's womb by a black couple. Mm -hmm. He's been raised as a black kid, basically, right, in that culture. Yep. He identifies as black, and that's what he wants to do, and they've canceled him. You can't. Sorry. They've deleted him off the Internet. And wow. Apparently, he was a huge uh, Instagrammer and gamer. Uh, yep, not anymore. The minute he said, I identify as a black man, oh, you're a racist, gone. And he's like, uh, didn't you hear the rest of my story? And then these people that canceled him got rid of him. 
that you said that who's that guy, the black guy running for mayor of L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> He's the black face of white supremacy. Yeah. It's like, wow, you guys are serious. No, the black face of white supremacy is Justin Trudeau. Okay, if you want to see the black face literally of white supremacy, it's him. Like, <laughs> Come on. Oh, this whole woke stuff. It's, it's unsustainable, and it just... It falls apart, and the bummer, it makes a mess when it falls apart. It takes economies with it. It takes, like, social institutions down with it. It takes social order down with it. It just, it's like this big snowball that just gathers steam, and all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's getting too big, and it just totally falls apart. And it's just, ugh. Now we got to pick up all the pieces, you know. It's just retarded. And video games. Man, they got to stop. We got to stop gamers. That's, that's the worst thing on earth. I think we end it with that. You're a gamer. You're a loser. All right, Chipper Gore. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was Al Gore's wife. Oh, okay. She was the head of the PMRC. What's that? The people that um, forced censorship and labels on music back in the 80s and 90s oh. that we still live with today. Oh, gotcha. Cool. Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys was a spoken opponent of hers. Hmm. Uh, anyway, cool. yeah. Well, it's good chatting with you, Todd. I think we may have solved a lot of the world's problems again. We well, caused a couple. No, I'm fine with that. I think we solve all the problems every week. <laughs> yeah, I've caused, probably caused. Well, I will solve all. everything that's going on today, and I will leave you with five new ones. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna go shovel some snow. Clear my clear my driveway. Well, I'm stoked. Shovel only about two feet of it, so you can open the door on your yes. can and get that. Indeed. Snowblower out. Yeah, no sense working harder than I need to. Or, you know, don't you have teenage boys? Why are you shuffling snow yeah. anyway? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Good Lord. You know, the, the snowblower's like my new toy, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. I want to use You can it. be on the snowblower and they can yeah. be doing the walk. Yeah, we just have like 10 feet of sidewalk in front of our house. That's what that's what they do. Done. Right on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully we've offended you or at least given you something to think about. Uh, we don't apologize for either of them. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I, if I offended you, I win. That's right. <laughs> I've done my job. That's right. If we haven't, we'll try harder next one. So look forward to that. All right. Yeah, we'll talk you've to heard you a good later. cop, bad cop. We're not even bad cop, bad cop. We're bad yeah. cop. And, oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> right on. We'll see you all in the next one. Bye-bye.